0: Well, welcome to another episode of the Ag Bioscience Podcast presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology all converge. This week, we're very pleased to welcome to the podcast, Fred Kate. Fred is Vice President of Research at Indiana University. And Fred, it's always great to be with you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you very much, Gary. It's a pleasure. You have enormous responsibility at Indiana University. We want to get into that, how it connects with the ag bioscience space as well. But first, give us a little bit on your background, some of the things you've done over the course of your career getting to your current role at IU.
1: Well, I'm a lawyer by training, but don't don't hold that against me. And um <laughs> I have done most of my work for 30 years around data. So data privacy, data ownership, intellectual property, data security, and looking at how data can both advance our economy and also how it can pose threats to our economy.
0: As you look at that, you're VP of research for an institution, world-class institution like IU, a lot of things we can talk about. Is there any research that currently has you really excited? Almost all of our research has
1: me <laughs> excited. And it's one of the great things about having the really fortunate job that I do have is to work with teams of researchers who are so imaginative and so creative and frankly one of the things I'd like to say even before turning to the substance of the research it's been watching researchers work during this pandemic the governor in a in a very generous and I, and i have to say quite a statement of faith mood said you know even in his earliest orders having to shut down parts of the state that he would allow research to continue as long as as it was essential and our researchers took the governor up on that and they have been working hard and you may know IU has set records over the past uh, year, but especially over the past six months. So while the the pandemic has raged, we have actually submitted more grants. We've received more grants. We've got more work going on as folks, rather than being set back by this pandemic, really see as an opportunity to get that research out there that helps us fight COVID and helps us advance the state. It's been a really an amazing opportunity to watch as people do exactly the sort of heroic things that we would like to think they would do in an emergency like this
0: what's it been like watching that fred what are the challenges people may not think about that researchers would face pandemic situation like this what are the things they've had to overcome to keep that research churning
1: research particularly for the types of subjects we're talking about typically has to be done in a lab it requires bringing people together you can't really do it from home. It requires often a lot of people. And sometimes those people have to be close together. We can't always keep them far apart like we would like to. Many of our labs have gone to shift work so that we can keep the same number of people working, but using an 18 hour day instead of an eight or nine hour day. So that again, we can reduce the density while they're in there working. And then it's also been watching researchers as they look at what they do, what a chemist does, what a biologist does, and how that could affect Indiana as it fights COVID. You know, We've seen, research projects all the way on creating computer models of COVID so that we can test vaccines without having to to put people's lives at risk. We've uh, developed masks that kill COVID on contact. And so you don't have to worry about that you're breathing in, you're going to actually be something will get through the mask because it's going to kill the COVID, the coronavirus, when it touches the mask. We've done a lot of research on the disparate impact of COVID on communities by race and gender and on rural communities versus urban communities and a really amazing amount of work On how people are dealing with COVID, on the mental stress, on ways to make online education more effective and online socializing more effective so that we can keep people safe, but also keep them sane during this really difficult time.
0: Amazing the the amount of research being done at IU. And I think when many people think of IU, they think of information, technology, data, medicine, business. Is there much, Fred, being done in the way of the ag biosciences, food, agriculture, ag tech at IU? There's a lot being done
1: in that area. And I'd really point to two different sort of vectors there. Many of the areas you mentioned have significant implications there. In other words, it's hard to imagine a farmer today or an agricultural innovation that is not frankly having to rely on data more and more and data technologies. So we have projects on getting drones in the fields. We have technologies on robotics and how to make robots support agriculture. We have projects on data analytics so that you can use the data you're getting from sensors in your field and from other sources to know exactly what's happening in terms of moisture and nutrients in the soil and pests that may be bothering those crops. And then we also do work specifically focused on agriculture. In other words, not just an application of other technologies that can be extended to agriculture. And one of the things I've been really proud of is you know, with the really generous support of Lily Endowment Incorporated, we have a a Center on Rural Engagement that has been working over the past two years with more than 12,000 residents in 33 counties across Indiana, helping rural communities deal with both their practical issues how do we feed people? How do we deal with the challenges around communities that in some cases are being economically stressed and even more so with COVID, but also how to make industry in those communities thrive? And of course, agriculture is the dominant industry in those communities. I think you also know we have a grand challenge on preparing for environmental change. You know, there's not a farmer out there, irrespective of a political leaning, who doesn't think we're seeing environmental change. And so the chance to work with farmers on, uh, for example, we have a project that's covering 60% of the state that is making of predictions about water availability for the next century on the most mm. granular level possible. So you can take a field and we'll block you that field into little squares and we'll tell you how much water is going to be in the soil for the next 75 years on a month-to-month basis. And again, trying to provide really actionable intelligence so that farmers can make choices about where they need to irrigate, where they need to let a field lie fallow and what crops they can plant when they do plant.
0: Fascinating stuff. You know, I think it's interesting when you talk about Indiana's role, the role it can play in feeding the world, the public sector and and private sectors coming together, but also the academic community. And you just mentioned it right there. How important is the research being done at IU or will it be important in the future just in terms of that whole issue of feeding the world and the role that Indiana will play in it? Research is
1: absolutely critical. And, And just to be honest, research is important without regard for where it's done. In other words, I'm a big believer in research, research done in companies, research done in universities, even research done at Purdue. We are enthusiastically supportive of that. But one of the things that is really special about the type of research we can do at IU is because of our scale. It's because we work in every county. It's because we've got, you know, eight campuses across the state. And it's because we can bring so many disciplines to bear. So, for example, we have an initiative about local food consumption, because, of course, one of the most efficient ways to increase your demand for the production of agriculture is to have people consume it nearby, to not have to necessarily transport it across the country or around the world. It's good for the economy. It's good for farmers. and actually is really good for people because they get More nutritious, a broader variety of food. And that's the sort of work we can do because we have a business school and an informatics school and a bunch of fabulous scientists who can work together to try to find actionable solutions to some of these really challenging problems.
0: Talent is such a big issue across all industries in the state of Indiana. When you look specifically at the ag bioscience sector as all kinds of allied industries that really pave the way for a range of professional opportunities, in your view, Fred, what does having these leading programs at IU and the work being done at IU what does that do for the talent pipeline in Indiana well it, it does a lot so
1: first of all it means we're turning out people who are better prepared to work in this industry in the future they're not learning about last year or, you know yesterday's challenges they're learning about the future of these industries and how to move forward into that it also means we can attract or keep leading industry in the state that works in this key sector and so again that increases the opportunities for those students to work whether they do summer internships or they do projects during the year they can work hands-on in those areas with those leading companies. And it means when they graduate, they've got jobs here. And of course, in the long run, that's our goal. It's not just to turn out incredibly well-educated people who then go elsewhere for a job. It's to turn out well-educated people who can work right here in Indiana and add to the economic base across the state.
0: Yeah, a lot going on in the ag bioscience space. Certainly Agrinova's playing a, a leading role uh, in that. But as you, Fred, look across the state of Indiana, is there anything that really excites you most about the landscape for collaboration between the private sector and academic institutions like IU?
1: Yeah, actually a, a lot does. And frankly, I've been involved in a lot of conversations with Agrinova's recently about what else IU can do to support this sector and how we can work more closely both with our academic partners Purdue being an obvious one, and how we can also work with industry partners. And one of the hallmarks of our Grand Challenges program has been trying to address issues that require you work with others. Problems we can't solve by ourselves, but we're going to have to work with government. We're going to have to work with industry in order to find solutions to these. And I think that habit, that way of thinking, that approach to research that's focused not just on challenges 40 years down the road, but focused on practical applications, that has stood us in good stead. And I think this is one area where, to be honest, there's enormous potential that we've not been fully achieving and that we can do more to try to bring the benefits of science, whether it's a biological or chemical science or medical science or agricultural or business science to to bring it all together to help support this important sector in in Indiana.
0: Lots of exciting things going on in the ag bioscience space at Indiana and Indiana University really at the heart of a lot of that activity. Fred Cade is the Vice President for Research at IU. Fred, always great to be with you. You are a very busy guy, have a lot of responsibilities there at IU. Appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you very much, Gary. And thank you for joining us on this latest edition of the Ag Bioscience podcast. It's a weekly production partnership between Agrinovas Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And remember, you can keep up to date with Agronovas by following them on Twitter, and Instagram at IN. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to share great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister. Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.